Welcome, everyone, to the Food, Farms, and Chefs radio show with restaurant industry author Kevin Wilson, highly acclaimed chef Gene Blum, and food photojournalist Amaris Pollock. Join them as they interview the biggest names in the restaurant industry, tell you about the latest food trends, and give you recipes and cooking tips, too. So let's get the show started. Welcome to our listeners around the world via the podcast. Our listeners on both Talk Radio WWDB and WPN HD2 97.5 FM. It's Tuesday evening drive time for you. Today's show is being sponsored by VisitDelcoPA.com. And Steve Byrne, who is the executive director of Visit Delco, and Dominic Savino, CEO of Drexelbrook Catering, will be on the show to tell you about all the great things about Delaware County. And then we will end the show with an awesome interview with Curry Shack. Chef Gene, introduce our fantastic guests. Well, with the fall season upon us, it's a wonderful opportunity to introduce two fabulous guests from Delaware County, uh, Visit Delco, Steve Byrne, the executive director, and Dominic Savino, a member of the board of directors and the CEO of Drexelburg Catering, are with us today to talk a little bit about all things Delaware County, wonderful area for alfresco dining, great restaurants, places to see, and fabulous special events venues. Steve Byrne, Dominic Savino, welcome to Food Farms and Chefs. Thank you, Gene. Appreciate you being here. This is Steve from Visit Delco, the uh, tourism promotion agency of Delaware County. Hey, Gene, Dominic's here, a board member of Visit Delco and also uh, representing the Drexelbrook in Delaware County. You know, Dominic, the first thing I'm going to throw out there before I get into all the wonderful restaurants in Delco, how everywhere south of the city of Philadelphia, it's referred to with such pride as the Drexelbrook. And I'm one of those few people who still call it Drexelbrook Catering and Events Center. But I love the fact that people call it the Drexelbrook, kind of like the Pope, the president. <laughs> you know, it's it's a wonderful thing. It has that that great distinction of, of being there such a long time and the great history of that, which we'll get into a little bit earlier. But, Steve, one of the great things about Delco that people don't realize, other than it's you know a fabulous site for so many movies, is that there is just great, avid, vibrant restaurant scene going on in the county. You know, that, that so many little hidden gems and media and surrounding areas and, and things like that. Can you talk to us a little bit about how people can find out more about the restaurant industry in, in Delco and what's going on and all the great restaurants that we have down there? Oh, absolutely, Gene. And, uh, I mean, you hit on something there. To, you know, people of Delaware County are very passionate about a lot of things and just – Look, look at the uh, the sports scene around here, and it's it's the whole region, the Philadelphia. But when you specifically get into Delaware County, uh, one of the things they do is they take ownership in, in their favorite places to eat in the county. And there can be some mean debates going on about that. Um, he, he, a lot of us saw the mayor of Easttown, and it was amazing how the, the restaurants were a major part of that plot. You know, they mentioned uh, where they were getting their food. They talked about Laspadas for hoagies and Cocos for pizza. And then, of course, you had all the Wawa cups in there, too. You can't forget Wawa in Delaware County, which is based here in Delaware County as well. 
But with this, it, it kind of gave us an opportunity to connect with uh, different restaurants and chefs around the county. And we, we put a, uh, a foodie blog up on our website, visitdelcopa.com. And we, we do a little feature of different gems around the county, not just restaurants uh, and chefs, but different uh, things where to eat. We, we've done, um, the, the very first one we did was a cheesesteaks of Delco, which you can imagine the, the uh, interaction with that. Well, I know I, something I'm, about that. I, I, I'm, I'm a cheesesteak aficionado. I did a lot of that. And I will tell you that of the just under 100 cheesesteaks that we sampled everywhere from Atlantic City to, you know, North Jersey and, and down, one of your locations was in the top 10, and that would be Delco Steaks was in the top 10. I think they ranked seven of all the cheesesteaks we did. Um, great company that they kept, and Delco was uh, uh, just phenomenal steak. And, and there was tough competition. There was a lot of really great cheesesteaks going on at Delco. And they were just ranked number one by Philly Magazine in, in the region here just recently. So they're they're definitely climbing the ladder and they're they're fairly new to the scene as well. Yeah, I so, love their I love their mascot, the Rocky Bowl. It's it's yeah. a great mascot that they have. They have they participated with us a little uh, earlier this year. We did uh we made the world's largest cheesesteak uh earlier in the year and they were one of the participants that that came and joined us and and were a big part of that. And, and the nice thing about them too is we're finding they're very good to work with as far as giving back to the community as well. They're great community partners. Um, we mentioned Drexelbrook. We had, we had a show down at uh, Drexelbrook a couple months ago with PCMA, the uh, Professional Conference Management Association, an outdoor show, and they came down and served cheesesteaks to all the meeting planners down there, and it was really nice to see them get involved. And um, like I said, they're just continue to to grow, to climb that ladder as far as popularity around here. Well, I mean, but, uh, the restaurant that, scene there is, is just absolutely phenomenal. I, I just so many great places when I'm down there that I can go to. The best hoagie in in the region, and I'm going to go in the region. And I, you know, I'm particular about my food, but you're going to find over there in Brookhaven at Rollin is you know another place that I'm a big fan of. And I, I go with Phil and Jim's down in Brookhaven. Know that well, too. Yeah. So. I, and again, there's so many of them, you, you, you can't go wrong with your with, with voting. That's why you, and that's what makes it so interesting here. It's just people get passionate about it and they just, they'll, they'll get into family arguments of where the better restaurant, better hoagie, better cheesesteak is. And, and that's exactly what, you know, we're trying to get people interacting on this and talking about it and, that again, it goes back to what I said initially. People are very passionate about where they eat their food, and uh, you know, as I mentioned, it it just it gave us a chance to to reach out to the different uh, food vendors out there and talk to them, and and we put the little blog up there. It's just a quick hit read, and then where to go for more information on it. So it's become a very popular place on our website that people can come. But it, again, it's just not about the food. We we've done, uh, you know. Uh, bakeries, ice cream, uh, International Food Festival in Upper Darby. But then during COVID, we, we did a little shift and we just talked about how how you, the, the public, could help the restaurants and where you could go eat and who was doing outdoor dining spots and uh, packing a perfect picnic and where to go eat outside. 
and just helping people, you know, that wanted to stay safe, where they could get the takeout food and, and go out and have a picnic. So uh, all different things up there, Gene, that, that people can go see and, and read about as well. Well, one of the things I know during COVID that Delco and Visit Delco and, and all your partners did so well was joining forces to help others, you know, the frontline heroes and, and all the work that you were doing. I, I know Drexel work was deeply involved and so many other businesses down there were doing so much to help during COVID. So we, you know, we send our thanks for that because what a great effort you guys put forth and, and really, you know, set the stage for a lot of other communities to do the same. You know, when people saw what you were doing, they said, you know, we can get involved and we can do the same thing here in our community. But, you know, paying attention to all that, I, I do give you guys a great deal of credit because you were way ahead of the curve. Well, thank you. And that and that, that, that was a team effort um, with Dom and Drexelbrook. And I know Springfield Country Club helped out on a couple of those initiatives that we're doing. But I think the initial program that we did was Food for the Frontline, where we partnered with Drexelbrook. And we probably served over 6,000 meals to frontline workers in the area hospitals. And we would go out on a weekly basis with that. And it got to the point where, where the hospitals were actually looking forward to our phone calls and how many meals we were bringing in that week. And what we did is we reached out to the community and said for, for $10 a meal, and it was a healthy meal, um, you, can, you can sponsor a frontline worker. And... The, the community came through as well in sponsorship, and we were able to to feed a lot of the frontline workers around this this whole county. So that that was received very well, and I know uh, the workers appreciated it. And what Drexelbrook did is they took it a step farther, and when the food was packaged, they put a, a label on the package who sponsored it with the sponsor's name. So you knew it was coming from an individual. And that was just a nice touch. And people don't realize how much work went into the packaging of it. But it was a, a whole assembly line down there that um, was just putting it all together. And it was done very, very well. One of the things that I love about Delaware County, and, and it's you know, relatively, I live in Bucks County, so it's a relatively smaller county um, than Bucks is. But, you know, you cover such a diverse area. You go from the main line you know, all the way over to the river and you have so many different special event venue opportunities. You know, you have a professional soccer stadium that's open there. You obviously have Springfield and you have Drexelbrook catering. And then you head out to the main line and you've got so many smaller venues and you have some college opportunities there. Can you touch base a little bit about people who are wanting to hold special events? You know, what assistance they can get from Visit Delco and where they can find some more information and about some of those sites? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you talked about Delaware County, and, and we do have the, the county surrounding us. We're the fifth most populated county in Pennsylvania. And the flip side of that is we're the third smallest in area. And it, it, it's it's a dense population here. Um, you, you talked about the venues that we have. We do not have that large, big convention center that you see down in the city that brings in citywides and multiple events at once. But we do have some ex large expo centers like Drexelbrook and Springfield Country Club. But then you can take it a step farther and you look at unique uh, event venues, uh, such as 
you mentioned the soccer stadium, Subaru Park Stadium hosts event down there. Tyler Arboretum. We had a Fortune 500 company come in out of the Midwest a couple of years ago and use Tyler Arboretum for a whole week to do team building with their company. Uh, you got Harris down in Chester as well, a casino that does events for us. Um, Community Arts Center is another one. You know, it just spread out throughout the county. We got the theaters, media theater, Tower Theater in Upper Darby, Hedro Theater that are different venues as well. And then down, you know, in Essington, you talk about along the river there, Corinthian Yacht Club and Lazaretta Ballroom. So it's it's all around. And some of these venues have exclusive caterers. Some you can bring in your own caterers. So there's a variety of different things. But, um, you know, you, you, you look at some of, some of the areas around here, and if you're looking for a place to get it, obviously you can visit DelcoPA.com has all the listings of this, but you look at what's synonymous to, to Delco and, and Gene, you started it by talking about the Drexelbrook and some of the, uh, the restaurants and venues that are synonymous to Delco is Pika's and Upper Darby is one. Um, in media, you've got the townhouse that's uh, been there forever. It was just um, refurbished and, and cleaned up. It was really put a lot of money into it and just reopened recently, which is, is phenomenal. They're right on Baltimore Pike in media. And then you go to Clam Tavern and Clifton Heights and Charlie's Hamburgers and Zach's Hamburgers are two of more uh, hamburger joints there. And you, and you talked about movies, Lenark Diner um, with Silver Linings Playbook was filmed at. So there's a lot of, lot of you know, uh, places, like I said, that are synonymous to Delco. But of course, I don't think there's none other than, than I'll repeat what you said, the Drexelbrook. And, and I think you'd be pretty hard pressed to find someone in Delaware County that has not been at an event in Drexelbrook. And it, it's just one of those places that, like you said, everyone knows about, whether it's your prom, whether it's a wedding, whether it was a corporate event, they're all different, you name it, Drexelbrook has hosted something down there that I think everyone in the county has been to at least one. And what people don't realize is the great history behind Drexelbrook. The fact that, you know, American Bandstand has its roots in Drexelbrook. That, you know, if you go to their archives and look at some of the old pictures, you can see American Bandstand being taped on the property there and around the ice rink and things that existed. Such a great history of that venue and and the area and and just a great community partner. You are correct. It would be hard pressed to find somebody who's not been to some kind of event there, whether it be a wedding or a prom or a corporate event, you know, but now it's so much more with the hotel there with the holiday Inn as a part of that. And then the restaurant and the patio with street light, uh, all the different, you know, things that they're doing. I know I saw some lemon cello classes there, you know, coming up. So there, there's so many fun things you can do at Drexelbrook and, and be part of that. Um, two, two things you mentioned. A lot of people don't even realize that there was an ice skating rink there years ago. But I, I, I you talk about the Lemoncello class. I actually took one of those classes, learned all about it, brought my wife down there. And now um, I, I won't say... The limoncello is in our freezer now, and we do drink it after dinner drinks now. So that's okay. I, I getting ready to make some. I, I might want to have to go down and see if I could learn a little bit from Dominic down there. I believe Dominic teaches the class there. 
you know? He did. He did. <laughs> so. And it was very well taught. I can't, I can't say anything bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would never stop some of the rest of us, but, um, <laughs> you know, Dominic, tell us a little bit about the history of Drexelbrook. What, what's going on at Drexelbrook? I mean, in the last couple of years, you've seen some major changes with the, you know, opening of the hotel and, you know, obviously now a restaurant on board there and all the changes that have taken place. Yeah, it's been quite a ride over the last uh, few years. You know, for those of you who go back far enough, um, Drexelbrook opened in 1950 on St. Patty's Day. So go figure the celebration that happened then and there. And um, it opened as a, as a private club and was the place to be. And it was a membership club for a while and then uh, switched over to more of an open to the public. It, it had an ice skating rink and a swimming pool and championship tennis courts and really was a, a haven uh, for people to go and have good times and celebrate life's milestones, whether it was weddings or meetings or, uh, you know, whatever you want to do. And, and uh, we have photos of when they would actually have Phillies Day there. And it was a little bit different back then because Phillies Days actually meant that the Phillies came with their families and just hung out with all of the members at the pool and signed autographs and threw a ball around and did their whole thing. And, um, you know, as time went on, we added a grand ballroom and event center. So we, uh, quadrupled our capacity. And, uh, a few years back, we decided it was time to make the investment in a hotel and it's turned out to be uh, a great investment. Uh, without COVID, it would be a tremendous investment. But um, as we move forward and try and get back to whatever it's going to be normal, the hotel is doing relatively well. Uh, the restaurant turned into something that we didn't think it would ever be, which is a favorite of the locals. And we originally designed the restaurant to take care of the traveler and, um, and to take care of our wedding and corporate people. And when all of that went away during COVID, we built a very uh, nice local following and people, we have a lot of the history up on the walls going all the way back to 1950 and people come in and they look at the photos and some of them will say, I remember that pool. I used to swim there. I used to sneak into that pool. If I had a dollar for everyone who told me they snuck into the pool over the course of time, I'd be retired by now. So um, right before COVID, um, we had a fire which gutted the place. So uh, we did some extensive uh, reimagining of the space. We converted uh, one of our ballrooms into a conference center, uh, and it started to do very well. And then when COVID hit and you couldn't gather anymore, you know, that went away. But we're looking forward to the return. Um, we just feel like we've become your one-stop shop. Like we have, you can come, you can celebrate, you can stay over. You can pre-game, you can post-game, you can wake up the next day, have brunch, you can walk on the path, you can you can uh, work out in the gym, you can swim in the pool, um, you can watch a game on one of the big screens, and of course enjoy all the amenities that go along with that. You know, tons and tons of parking and you know a lot of nature uh, right around. It's a very scenic location and a very secure location uh, too. It is that so that's I do sort know of where we are now. 
Well, a couple things that, you know, you failed to address there and I want to talk a little bit about is, you know, how big a part of the community you are. You did talk about the fire you had and I know enough. I, I was around at that point in time and I remember there were probably three or four days in a row where you did not sleep because it happened right before a weekend when you had weddings and your only concern was getting those weddings placed and those weddings still taking place. And you were doing everything imaginable. And thank God for wonderful community partners like Springfield and other businesses there that were able to jump on board and get your weddings and, and have them happening. So, you know, so many kudos go out to you because so many people would have been, well, this is a bad thing that happened. I'm sorry you can't have your wedding here. And that was not what, the, you know, the Drexel Brooks attitude was. It was, what do we need to make this happen and have these people get their special day? So, you know, you really were able to fulfill the dreams of so many without a venue to do it in and, and place that so that, you know, there were no costs, very little disruption, very little change on our wedding day. And I think that, you know, you deserve a tremendous amount of credit for that in itself. But some other things about Drexelbrook that, you know, the cutting edge that you've been. When the Grand Ballroom opened at Drexelbrook, I know that it was the first venue that was non-smoking before there was any regulations for smoking inside. And people were telling you, you know what? You're never going to make it. This is a stupid decision. People are not going to come. You can't have non-smoking venue, things like that. And you said, no, it's not good for people's health. That secondhand smoke, you had some you know, uh, experience with that a little bit. And you opened it that way. And it set the, the, the tone for other venues to do the same. So, you know, people don't realize, you know, the, the great history and the little nuances. And, and there are two that I want to point out because I think they're really significant. One about how, you know, cutting edge the Drexelbrook has been, but then how community service that you are. I've never known anybody who come to you with an issue or something like that that did not get settled and you were right there to help whoever was in need, you know, in, in whatever capacity was possible. So, you know, I, I want to take my hat off to you on that aspect. Well, thanks. I, I, you know, I appreciate that. And that comes from a, that comes from a philosophy that was passed down from my owner, uh, Bill Kay, who was, uh, unfortunately succumbed to, um, COVID on Easter of, uh, 2020. Um, he was 92 years old and was an avid skier, as you know, uh, and not on the bunny hills either. And he, he was always very much in this supporting the community and being a pillar in the community. And anything that we could do to help the community that supports us was he was very much in favor of. And I sort of grandfathered that philosophy all the way down. You know, the no smoking thing uh, was, I, I have to say, I was a little bit selfish on that because... As you know, my dad passed away very young from uh, lung cancer, and you know he was a lucky strike smoker. And uh, I was committed to not being uh, a part of people carrying on their habit inside our building. Plus, you know the residual that cigarette smoke leaves on rugs, walls, ceiling tiles, uh, your own body, your own the secondhand smoke. And you were right. And you know there was more than one group of people who said, you're never going to make it here. And, you know, here we are 
That was the year 2000. It's now 2021. And we survived that and we're surviving COVID. And um, I, I'm really proud of that, that we can offer such a clean atmosphere and, and be, yeah, I guess a little bit of a trailblazer in that because listen, everyone knew then drinking, partying, dancing, and smoking, uh, whatever you were smoking all went together. And we were able to take that one element out and make it better for, for everyone. And, you know, community service has always been very big for us. And, you know, the food for the frontline program, we're very proud of that. That was a team effort, a lot of volunteers, uh, a lot of people just passionate about doing whatever they could to help out. And if it's just some small way of creating a really high protein, very nourishing meal for people who are working, um, you know, 24 hour shifts was very rewarding for us. And, you know, with the fire and the couples that got displaced, we wouldn't have had it any other way. And, you know, Pat and Nancy at Springfield really stepped us and, um, you know, Channel 6 came to interview us and I was like, wait a minute, go to Springfield and interview. I can't be interviewed. I've now been up for 48 hours. I look like I've been up for 48 hours. I can't go talk to Pat at Springfield. And that's what they did because I was in no, no condition to be interviewed for TV at that point. If you so, knew, you know, fire, I, I, fires can be very traumatizing. <laughs> I feel your pain on that because uh, if you knew how many times I I didn't sleep before a show and I try to carry on an interview afterwards, I'm like, did I do all right? So did you did you question yourself after the interview? I never really I didn't get interviewed that I just turned it down flat out. I was like, you know, just go interview Pat. He'll tell the story. Pat spoke for both of us and um, I, I never got back on. But you know, all during COVID, we were attempting to remain top of mind. And we formed a group called the Private Event Professionals of Pennsylvania, uh, myself and uh, some other prominent caterers, Jeff Miller, Joe Volpe, um, Tim Sudol, all local legends in their own right. And, you know, the awareness of the special event industry has really been pushed aside. So we are doing everything we can to um, bring awareness because when event centers are closed and you can't have parties, it's a trickle down effect. So we're fighting for all the other people like the DJs, the photographers, the bands, uh, the event planners, the cake people, the tuxedo people, the dress people, and all the auxiliary services that support us cannot work if we're not working. So that's sort of what we're working on now, in addition to getting ready for the return. So our business plan has been very simple over the last year, survive, rebuild, and thrive. And at some point, I'd like to get to the rebuilding phase. Right now, it's still survival, because um, as you know, the corporate people and companies are not really having in-person meetings anymore, at least while they're Zoom and everything else. So. That's where we stand right now, but we're looking forward to welcoming everyone back. The wedding business is going great. Our building looks fantastic, and we just can't wait to welcome back all of our corporate um, people and companies who have uh, supported us over the years. Some of the other services I know that Drexelbrook provides coming into the holiday season, 
you know, great Thanksgiving and Christmas dinners available for takeout and some delivery that can come to your house or that, you you know, you can pick up and have a complete Thanksgiving dinner. Will you be doing that again in the fall? Yeah, because that was really, and we were lucky. We started online delivery uh, or pickup back in 2006. So we had the infrastructure in place. The website was pretty much ready to go. We just had to update it with, you know, the new technology, but that has been very successful for us. It, it helps us to stay in touch with our loyal clientele who can't come to our building. So we're looking forward to um, Thanksgiving, Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, all doing uh, through special occasion, which is our online ordering. And then for the people who can come, like I said, with having a hotel there, um, it just, you, you don't have to go anywhere. You just come and check in on a Friday, go to the bar, you know, have a rehearsal dinner, wake up the next day, have breakfast, pregame a little bit, have a beautiful wedding, go to a postgame and then wake up the next day for brunch. And, you know, we're, we're just looking forward to doing that for all of our corporate um, business, you know, maybe come in the new year, I hope. I as well. You know, Drexel Brook has been... Uh, the site of so many great different types of things. I mean, taste and tour the countryside for many years in conjunction with Jim Kahn and, and, you know, obviously proms, everybody in the prom industry has gone to the drugs work at one point in time or another. And then, you know, little bizarre events. I remember one you had a number of years ago that was listed as one of the top 10 Royal wedding viewing parties in the country. Uh, you threw a party to watch the Royal wedding. I believe that everyone got there at like four o'clock in the morning or something like that. And, uh, the, you know, the news coverage and everything like that. So, you know, you really do do a, a, a wide variety of events, but if I can go back to Steve a little bit. So Steve, obviously we have Drexelbrook and, and Springfield and things like that. And, you know, the great opportunities there, you know, what range of restaurants? I mean, we, we talked a little bit about cheesesteaks. We talked a little bit about Zach's hamburgers, which I'm a huge fan of Zach's. I think they make an amazing milkshake. And I'm not saying that because they're semi-related to me. But, um, you know, I, I I think that, you know, they do a phenomenal job. I love the burgers. They're at that Lincoln Financial now as well. But, you know, what about some of the other hotspots for dining? I, media is one you know, can you talk a little bit about more about, you know, destination Delco for, you know, dining and, and coming down there? Yeah, absolutely. I just want to go back a minute. You you brought up taste and tour of the countryside at Drexelbrook, and we, we haven't done that, uh, what, eight years now. And everywhere we go, we still get people talking about that. Uh, that, that was an unbelievable event. Jim Kahn was a great partner on that. But that, that showcased a lot of the restaurants in Delaware County, Gene, that you're talking about right now. And a lot of the restaurants that, that I visit today are, are, are from that um, show there that I learned about. So uh, it was just an event that got, it, it, it really outgrew itself. And then we just had to cut back a little bit. And Gene, when you're talking about like, you know, great. One of the things that I'm very big on in our restaurant is supporting our local breweries. And, um, you know, two of the really best ones that we sell a lot of beer from is Sterling Pig out in Media 
and 2SP down in Ashton across from the uh, Sun Studios there. Mm -hmm. They really make great quality products. And when we get the travelers from across the country, um, we have all the large uh, breweries in bottles, but our 10 taps are specifically um, designated just for local because there's so much good beer being made in Delco and, you know, next door in Chester County. Um, a lot of the Chester County breweries have Delaware County um, outlets in them as well. That, and that's just one of, the, one of the many things that's great about Delco. There are some great brew pubs in Delco. There's great, you know, everything from like Brick and Brew to Iron Hill. So if you like the pub, you know, we have great Italian restaurants. We have great, you know, it, it goes everything from African to Vietnamese and everything in between. You got Hank's Place out in Chadsford that does that really great comfort food. You have all the great sandwich places as pizza. We were going to have a pizza war thing, um, and I think that's still we're still looking into that to find out who's doing the um, the best pizza. And then also the outdoor places, you know, besides Streetlight, you know, you have Tavola and you have Firepoint and you have Tekka and you have all the wineries out here that have you know outdoor patios on them, and it's just it's so scenic out here. And the offerings are so eclectic. And, um, you know, the other major, um, I guess, pillar of the community is that townhouse that got redone in media. That place is absolutely gorgeous. What they did there and restored the original townhouse in the middle of media really brought that whole uh, media scene together. You know, they do still, they're still dining under the stars. And that's still going on, I guess, for another two weeks or so. But you can really find, if you go to the Visit Delco PA website, you can find every type of restaurant from A to, a to V. Not A to, not a to Z, A to V. <laughs> so in, in types of cuisine. And I, I just, just quickly add a little story about Dining Under the Stars. And that started a number of years ago. We had a vendor in here one day, um, in a sales meeting with us talking about how a friend of his from Boston called him one day and said that they were coming down to uh, visit Haverford college with their child, but they wanted to come down on a Wednesday so that they could go to dining under the stars and media. And this for us to hear that story coming from Boston was just phenomenal. That, that event down there in, in media, uh, other, other municipalities have, have tried to um, copy what they're doing. I know Springfield does a little dining under the stars and ju it, it's just taken off. And then of course, with COVID hitting, the, the timing was perfect and I, you just, it, it went crazy last year, but well, actually it didn't, it didn't, when they could have it with, with the restrictions going on, but people just wanted to eat outside. But that, that started off, if you see pictures from the first night they did that, there was hardly anybody on the street to photos that we use now in our promotional material. It's, it's just crazy how that's just taken off. Uh, one of the things that I really love about Delco is the the small town feel. You know, coming down there and, and even Upper Darby with its real eclectic, you know, 
uh, restaurants and markets and things like that and some of the things that I have to go down there and shop because I cannot find those ingredients anywhere else in the area. You know, it's kind of a little extension of West Philadelphia, but it's it's a lot more community-oriented. The, the the feeling of such is that, you know, you can walk in and you could ask somebody, hey, you know, where should I go eat tonight? And you could be asking a restaurant owner and they're going to give you an honest opinion about, hey, you should go here or you should go there. And, you know, while people are competitive and, and as you talked about earlier, you know, they're, they're really raising their game. They're still, you know, looking to say, what's the best experience I can give this person and, and where should I send them? And that, that's such a, a novel thing today when everybody is competitors and fighting against each other that, you know, places like the Drexel Brook, you know, can reach out and, and, and support each other, but restaurants are doing the same. And, I get a lot of opportunity. I come down there and I eat and I, I, I love media. I go to Tom's Dim Sum a lot. I go to some of the other places. And you're right about the townhouse. I had many meals there years ago. And what it is now is just absolutely gorgeous. Um, you know, the, the, the business is such, you know, and, and you got great, you know, little theaters. And I mean, obviously the Tower Theater you know, is, is such an incredible place to go to. But some, you know, the media theater, I've seen the play Tommy there. I've seen so many other things going on in media. So, you know, I, I applaud the restaurant business, the venue business, everything that's going on down there. Before we wrap up for today, where can people find out much more information about the Drexelbrook, about where to dine, uh, some social media tags, some websites, all that information? Because I think a lot of our listeners are going to want to go out and try out, you know, in this beautiful weather we have right now. And then all the great things that are going on. People, if you're interested in going out to some farms, there's some great, amazing farms down there where you can do your pick your own. You can get fresh made pies, cider, things like that. But guys, where can we get more information about what's going on in Delaware County? Okay, all that information, as I mentioned, is on our website, visitdelcopa.com. The restaurants are under the eat and drink tab, and you can do a sort by, by location. You can sort it by type of food. You can sort it by brewery, however you want. It, it, we try to make it easy for you there. And then any of the venues that, as well, places to stay, things to do, it, it's all up on visitdelcopa.com. And then... Tom, you want to talk about Drexelbrook? So for Drexelbrook, it's the Drexelbrook.com. Very simple. Um, on there, you'll find information about our uh, catering services, about our hotel, about our um, our restaurant, Streetlight. Uh, Streetlight actually has their own website, streetlightdrexelhill.com. Um, it, it couldn't be any better to grab a patio table by a fire pit overlooking the creek right now it's just that great time of the year and as we go in i love the fall in delaware county because it's so scenic the trees are just amazing in color and um the whole atmosphere and the vibe of the county seems to really come alive in the fall too it's just everyone's out it's football season everyone's moving around and it's just it's just a great thing or if people want to email me at dom at the drexelbrook i'd be happy to help you uh, plan an event or make a recommendation for a local restaurant. Um, you know, we try and refer as many people as we can for travelers who want different types of cuisine other than our American uh, local farm-to-table uh, restaurant that we have. So uh, there's there's a lot of different ways to get the information. 
Well, gentlemen, thank you both for coming on and talking with us about all the great things that are happening in Delaware County. We look forward to talking to you again real soon. Yes. And finding out so much more. that It's such a, an incredible area to visit. Uh, and you are right. Fall is a great time. I love to go down there this time of year and discover all that. Before we close, I do have one uh, point that people need to, to, to understand. That, you know, the thing that summarizes the great um, attitude of Drexel, of uh, Delaware County, and the great, uh, you know, just novelty of it is, you know, in Philadelphia, we have the Philly fanatic, one of the great mascots of all times, but the greatest mascot is gritty. And <laughs> for what I understand, gritty is actually a Delco native. Okay. <laughs> that, you know, was, was part of the family. So those people who, you know, admire gritty, they need to go down to Delco and explore. Hey, you know, gritty just turned three on, uh, last week. And I don't know if you saw him take his uh, motorcycle ride around 95. <laughs> I, I, I did not see that. I, I, you know, three. I Now I have to look that up. But I, I do know that, that Gritty is, you know, he, he's the, the Delco part of the city mascot. So, you know, congratulations to both of you guys for having uh, the ability to overcome a very difficult couple of years and all that you've done. And thank you for all the you know, great community service to both of you have been doing. And we look forward to hearing much more about everything that is happening in Delaware County. Thank you, Gene. I appreciate you having us on. Good talking to everyone. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you, Dom. Okay, let's take a break and we'll be right back. To become a sponsor of our show and promote your business or event on every single podcast platform, including Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music, in addition to WWDB Talk Radio every Tuesday at 6 p.m. evening drive time. Email us today at diningonadime at yahoo.com for our very low rates. And we're back. Amorous Pollock, introduce your fantastic guest. So I am introducing you to Shafi Ghaffar, who is all the way in Bangladesh calling us, but he has restaurants um, within the Philadelphia uh, area and has had numerous restaurants. He has a history in Philadelphia. And Shafi, thank you for joining us so far away at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Thank you for having me. No problem. So why don't you tell us a little bit of history um, where you grew up, obviously, in Bangladesh. You said you were visiting your parents, correct? That is correct. So I'm overseas right now in Bangladesh, visiting my parents. I moved to the States when I was about five years old. So I pretty much grew up in Philadelphia all my life. But uh, my parents actually have a very deep root in Bangladesh. And, um, you know, they made me visit about once a year since I was a little child. Now, is so that's it, been amazing. That is, that is amazing. Now, is it true that you they that you grew up on a, a mango farm? The, yes, that is very true. Um, so my parents did have a mango farm um, way, way back in like the mid 90s. And um, so when, when we were to visit, um, you know, I just fell in love. That's one of my favorite fruits. I fell in love with it. And um, every I, I would be excited about my visits every summer 
So just I, for fresh mangoes. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm a little jealous because I love mangoes too. So, you know, maybe maybe when you come back, bring some. <laughs> of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Only if TSD doesn't have an issue with it. Oh, right? yeah, that's true. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> that's fair. So um, why don't you tell us a little bit of history about, you know, yourself in the restaurant business? I know that you studied at Temple University uh, where you got your business and financial degree. Uh, how did you get into the restaurant business? So I grew up in the business. And uh, when I was younger, my parents uh, opened up their very first restaurant um, when they came to America. So my dad's been in the business for a very long time. And between school, um, you know, of course, uh, how my family was, you know, they made me come in, help out, dishwash here and there, uh, served here and there. So I kind of learned the business, grew up in the business. And then afterwards, when I went away to college, um, I kind of took a step back. Um, I stepped away from it. And then after college, I actually worked for corporate. So, you know, the corporate lifestyle was great. You know, I had an amazing, fun time. I actually built a lot of experience. And then afterwards, uh, what had happened was, you know, I just, for the love of the business, I had to get back into the restaurant business. So that's what drove me back into the business and opening up my own restaurant. And and why don't you talk about, you know, your restaurant that you had opened up? Sure. So it used to be called Tandoor and um, it was based in University City and they've been around for a very long time. And, um, you know, with that brand, I had partners. Um, so we expanded to about a few different locations. And then afterwards, we ended up, you know, uh, you know how partnership businesses, it yeah. didn't quite work out long term. And I had different visions for what I wanted the restaurant business to be. And uh, we were in a niche market, especially right, because, um, you know, Indian food is considered exotic food, you know, and it wasn't as popular back in the day, as it is now. So um, what I ended up doing was, uh, in 2018, I opened up Makani, which is an old city I'm sure you've heard of. And um, in Makani, what we did is we tailored a lot of different customized Indian food that, you know, most restaurants wouldn't make or touch. So I modernized it pretty much, you know, so this way a lot of people can try the different flavors, the different aspects of spices that we use uh, to make the food. Yeah. Now I am a huge lover of Indian food. So, you know, I, and I did actually frequent Tandoor. So yeah, like I was one of your, your, you know, frequent customers that you, you know, wow, faceless. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it makes me ex excited to bring you on. Now, what are some of the interesting specialties that you had made? Because I know that you incorporated um, we have a thing here, all three of us, um, Gene, who is one of uh, my co-hosts and Kevin as well. Um, we went on a cheesesteak tour and I know that you had created, uh, Indian, oh, sorry, an Indian based cheesesteak. So it cheesecake. Oh, cheesecake. I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, we, we love those too. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so we created a mango cheesecake. And just a side note, believe it or not, I do make a very mean masala cheesesteaks. So I might have to make that for you one, guys. I uh, would love that. Day. Oh, Jean's hopping on real fast. <laughs> we use, so, she doesn't need that. So just, I'll, I'll come for that. It's oh, fine. Oh, no, 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 no. I, you know, we can, we'll fight over it. <laughs> we'll, we'll share that so, in, uh, in yes. one of the cheesecakes. Absolutely. So I created a mango cheesecake. 
So the idea was uh, what we ended up doing for the love of the fruit, right? The chef and I ended up creating what's called a mango chicken, which is very unheard of in Indian restaurants, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you go to a Thai place, uh, they make it very differently. Um, But at an Indian restaurant, it was very unheard of. So, you know, we have a clay oven. We used to cook breast meat chicken marinated in yogurt and spices directly in the oven and then we took it out we cooked it in a homemade mango fresh mango sauce that we used to make right so along with that we just figured you know what if we're going mango we're gonna go all mangoes so why not create a mango dessert as well and you know cheesecake is one of my favorite desserts um a new york cheesecake especially yeah so we what we ended up doing is um you know we minced fresh mangoes we blended it all up and then we baked a cheesecake with it after we baked it we froze it And it just turned out to be so well. So a mango cheesecake for your entree. uh, Sorry, a mango chicken for your entree and a mango cheesecake for dessert. Oh, no, no, no. I don't think that was a bad Freudian slip. I I would agree that cheesecake uh, as a main meal would be nice, too. (laughs) Um, So so you've since opened up several different, uh, you know, locations for your curry shack, which is your current restaurant. And I know that that is correct. Yes. And I know that you paid homage to your past um, restaurant endeavors as well on on your various menus. So why don't you talk a little bit about Curry Shack? Absolutely. So one when I had Makani, I opened up a very small takeout to go place in South Philly, um, Pennsport to be exact. Um, And so what happened during uh, the pandemic is what I saw a difference in business. And um, so my goal for creating something, um, you know, fast, casual, to go, quick serve was the reason was to make sure that um, a lot more people can actually try Indian food. Um, so what ended up happening was during the pandemic, you know, obviously fine dining restaurants slowed a bit down. And then my curry shack in Pennsport uh, for takeout and delivery, social distancing, um, it really worked out excellent. It worked out well. We were doing larger portions, cheaper food. Um, I just wanted the masses to try it, right? So from Pennsport, um, we just very recently, we opened up a Francisville location. And from Francisville, we opened up a Center City location. And then from Center City, we opened up an old city location where Makani originally used to be. And I just love old city. So currently we have four curry shacks in all four corners of Philadelphia. And I know that each um, Curry Shack location has, you know, different like a secret menu and, you know, some are geared towards, you know, a heavier takeout and delivery um, option. Uh, Which ones, you know, do you have where it's heavier for takeout and what platforms do you use to to bring, you know, Curry Shack's food to the masses in Philadelphia? Absolutely. Absolutely. So for Center City. South Philadelphia and Old City, it's very fast, casual, takeout, delivery centric. And, um, you know, we focus strictly on that. And then for Francisville, once again, we do a lot of takeout and delivery business. But uh, I was very lucky enough to have a, um, a decent dine-in space and an outdoor space as well. So outdoor and indoor in Francisville combined, we can sit about 60 people. Um, so along with that, 
So with all of the locations, we do have a secret menu as well. So, you know, a lot of people were upset. A lot of my customers were upset that we got, we got rid of the mango chicken and the mango cheesecake. So with the secret menu, with the different locations, we focus on a few different things. So for Old City, where Makani used to be, we do the mango chicken and then the mango cheesecake. So for South Philadelphia, we do a lot of grilled tandoori items um, on the secret menu. And then for Center City, we do this uh, lamb shank. It's an Indian lamb shank. And then for Francisville, we do Indian lamb chops as well, which is on the secret menu. And then for our takeout and deliveries, um, we're actually on all of the platforms um, as far as Grubhub, Uber Eats, uh, Caviar, DoorDash, um, because they have their own segment of customers, right? And I wanted everyone to try it. But not only that, we use a third-party company uh, for deliveries as well. It's called Relay. And those guys have been great through, uh, you know, the pandemic. Um, so with all of our orders that gets called in or comes via our website at currishack.com, we just, you know, ping this third-party uh company called relay and they come in they pick up the food and they deliver it to the customers immediately we could almost have your food delivered to you within like you know 40 to 45 minutes now that sounds amazing now i live in south jersey i wish that you would expand into south jersey do you have any plans doing to do that we do have plans and um you know i'm going to keep that under wraps we do have two more locations coming up very soon within the next couple of months and um you know our long-term goal is to make sure that um you know we are reaching a lot of customers you know outside of philadelphia in general you know and my goal is to go franchise and then once we franchise out to different territories and different locations it'll of course be different states as well all right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. And where can our listeners find you online and, again, um, your various locations? So you could find everything on www.curryshack.com and curry with a K. All of the locations are listed, all of the addresses and phone numbers, and you can even use our website to place orders directly. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you guys very much. No problem. Now go get some sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, guys. No, it's not a big deal. You know, okay. Thank you for having me. Thank you. It, Thank you so much. Philly Restaurant yep. Reviews.com with an S for more info on the show. Chef Gene. You can find me across social media at IBFoodie2 or at Gene Blum, or you can email me directly at IBFOODIE, the number two at yahoo.com. That's IBFoodie2 at yahoo.com. Have a great Tuesday, everyone. Emmer's Pollock. You can find me online at AR Pollockus. Uh, and you, if you need to join us on the show or want to become a sponsor, you can email me at ARPollockus at gmail.com. We'll see you next week!